Welcome to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Society doesn't want you to blame anything but yourself. It's a trait, not mental health. People out there is not going to understand you until you let them know. You definitely got to take into account your mental health. You have to tune into your own mind. What's going on? It's your man, Cassidy, with another Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Now, I know, I know, y'all going to say, damn, Cash, you abandoned us. You didn't do podcasts for like the last two months or something like that. I think the last podcast I dropped was like October or September. I don't know. It's been a while. I, I know, I know. And every time I do a podcast, I pop back up. I say, I'm going to keep this going. And then I disappear. But I. Trust me, I have very good reasons, guys. All right, that I'm I haven't been podcast lately. Okay, so 2024, I had to do a lot to set up 2024. Okay, and I've done podcasts, right? But I just haven't posted them. Now I know you're saying, "Hey, Cass, does it take less time to post podcasts than it is to do one?" And you're right; it really does take less time. But I've just really been on my grind, guys. I've really been on this continuous grind that has been phenomenal. I ain't gonna lie. At first I, I was chilling. I wasn't doing too much, but then man, the mind started going and I started to set things up. So let me just let you know before I start the topic, because it's a great topic. I want to talk about uh, Jonathan majors and stuff like that. But anyway, so let me tell you what's been going on. And this is great for y'all, the listeners, because I'm doing something y'all want me to do more content, right? So I always wanted to do a show, a podcast with my wife, right? Um, we had this idea about two years ago to a podcast called Divorce Not an Option. But because of life and everything, we just didn't do it. Then also we started this other podcast, Couple of Critics, and we did a few episodes, which was great. People started liking it. And then, of course, life happened. So we could. So me and her were talking and, and we started to move forward with, with our podcast. We wanted to do those two podcasts, bring it back. So one of the things that was very important, I thought my wife needed to do is be a life coach. So she took time to study. We took time together to study and to really start uh, doing uh, couples counseling. That's where, we're, where, where podcast is going to be. We started a book. So we really started that journey. We're dropping our podcast. It started in January, the first Wednesday exclusively live on the culture radio network on culture podcast radio every Wednesday at eight o'clock. That's when the podcast will be, it'll be live. It's going to be great. We're going to have interaction chatting. It's going to be great. So look out for that. There are also a couple of critics. We've changed it from just movies and shows to like products, restaurants and stuff like that. So we've been going around to different events and stuff like that to do it. So that's also dropping in January. So I have those two things, things that I've been doing. Also, I started a clothing line, right? And nothing too big, you know, with shirts called Society and Culture Apparel. Like, you know, because, you know, I have Society Entertainment as my company, Culture Radio and the Cultural Products. I like, so, you know, I wanted something like that. So a Society and Culture, that is, is, is the brand. So I've been working on like designs for shirts and stuff like that. You know, you start off, you know, small and then you build it up. Also, you know, everything else has been going great. The Culture Radio Network, we've been expanding, working on promo stuff. I go to New York pretty much in a few in a few days to talk to a marketing company about certain things. So things been going really, really great with that. So, you know, then also I got three podcasts that I'm going to launch three more. 
right? So of course, you know, I have Black Men's Mental Health. Then I have, then I'm going to do Cast Casanova is Crazy, where I'm just talking about all this crazy stuff happening in the world. You know, stuff I can't really talk about on this because I want to stay focused on the topic, but you know, that's going to be crazy. Also, Chivas Success. I started that. I did like one podcast. People really liked it. Never really even a uh, thing, but um, you know, Chivas Success. I want to teach people what it is to be successful, how you could be successful in your life. I think I'm a, 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 a product of you're doing things that you need to do to be successful in life. And then my other one is going to be, I think I'm going to continue to podcast guru because at the end of the day, you know, podcasting has changed my life, has changed my financial status. So I really want to help people. I have the book that has sold really well and I want to continue that podcast. Okay. So that's what's been going on with me. Besides the culture skin products, uh, cultures.skin, uh, we are rebranding a whole bunch of products, more ingredients, better ingredients, more natural. I don't know how you get even more natural than what we have, but we got more natural. Uh, so that is just popping and going great. Also, I got, you know, RCB talk. We're talking about bringing that back. It's just so much going on right now. As far as businesses, the hotel lodging, we're looking into that culture lifestyle, culture, uh, lifestyle, right? Culture, uh, life, culture, lifestyle radio. Uh, that's going. So it's so much business going on right now. People, you know, I'm more excited about me and my wife getting together to do things. Uh, you know, we're really working on this, this business, this counseling, this branding. Uh, you can go to <clears throat> just to let you know, go to cassandbell.com. And you could check out our little promo, our little intro and stuff like that to it. So trust me, these podcasts are going to be great. I'm going to be giving you content and I'm going to be doing Black Men's Mental. And I'm producing one for my another one. This last one, too, before I start the topic. Last one, I'm producing one uh, for my wife uh, called Cultural Women's Mental Health. Um Pretty much is the counter to Black Men's Mental but about cultural women. My, my wife is Haitian. So, you know, she wanted to focus on cultural women. It's not necessarily black. It's cultural, you know, Caribbean women, uh, you know, cultural uh, and and what's going on with them and their mental health, stuff like that. The other side of it. So my wife has started that, doing her research and getting that together. I'm going to be helping her produce that. So that's that's what they, I'm very excited about as well. So with that said. I appreciate you keep rocking on me. Like I was low on the list, but you keep listening to the reruns. Now I'm popped up to 65 on the list. 65 in the 60s right now, top 100 in the world. I'm in the 60s, and I really appreciate y'all for 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 still believing in me, still rocking with me, and still really believing in, in Black Men's Mental Health. And I promise, 2024, you're gonna get so much content. You're probably gonna say, "Yo, cast stop." All right, cool. So let's get to the big issue today. Jonathan Majors. Now, I have an opinion that maybe isn't what you think, you know? Now, this is just my opinion and my thoughts. Um, now, I want to start off by this. That brother is a very talented black man. His acting is phenomenal. His range is phenomenal. And when I saw him in shows and movies, uh, even like the Kane and the Loki, uh, you know, series and the, the awkward movie. phenomenal actor. So I take nothing away from this brother. And at the end of the day, one day he may be one of the greats, but if you don't know what's been going on with him, him and his girlfriend had a fight, he gets arrested 
and New York prosecution prosecutors go ahead and want to prosecute him. They go to trial. He's found guilty on one count of assault and one count of battery. Marvel has dropped him. All his management agencies dropped him. Even before that, they dropped him. But now officially they dropped him. All the movie plans he had are gone. And he's done. Now, we could sit here and we could talk as far as black men and say, see, that's what they do to the black man. That's what they do. But one thing I never want to do is have this podcast be a podcast that's not about taking accountability. We could recognize the, 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 the injustice that we get as black men in America and the injustices and the, 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 the um, unfairness when it comes to certain things, when it comes to black men, you know, um, I, I'm not a big fan of this gentleman, as you know, but when the verdict came down, all I kept hearing was Dr. Umar saying in his head, see, Messing with them snow bunnies. You've been snow bunny. I think it was even a meme. He said snow bunnied. Now, one thing you know, I'm all about accountability. All right. Just because things are unfair for us in America, just because we um, have these situations that don't treat us fairly as they do our counterparts in other cultures, doesn't mean we can't be accountable for our actions. And Jonathan Majors is being held for is being health is being accountable for his behavior. Now, ultimately, I believe, just as I believe in Rihanna and Chris Brown and other domestic violence that are including our black men, that it was both ways. You know, I believe they were in a very toxic relationship. Unfortunately, his Text messages were very damaging to his behavior and his character, to his anger, to him admitting things, even 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 sort of kind of admitting things. It just was not a good look for him. But I do believe she was very violent as well. I believe they were wait, they both went back and forth. They both had a very tremendous, tremendous relationship. I think it was. Um very volatile, verbally, emotionally, sometimes physically. But what we need to understand is that as a black man in America, when you date outside your race, anything you do to that woman, you're seen as the bad guy. Now, I'm not saying that he isn't the bad guy. What I'm saying is that you are automatically the villain no matter what. You know, this should have been thrown away as both of them being violent towards each other. Fine for both of them. Stay away from each other. That's what it really should have been. I think they both are accountable for it. But in America, because he is a big black man that has money, he forgot his place. And, 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 and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying because you are successful, you can't enjoy your money. I'm not saying that you have to walk on eggshells, but you have to be careful of how you move. You are flying around the world, 
first class, best hotels in the world. You are a major star coming up, getting first billing on everything. And you went from being one of the shining stars in Hollywood to absolutely nothing in a month, in a few months. Earlier this year, you was being praised. You know, everybody's like, wow, this boy got a future. Now you have nothing. And yeah, it's, I believe it's because of his own doing, don't get me wrong. But I also believe because as a black man in America, you have to be careful. Let's just go through just the history of, of, of what happened with, with this trial. She also did assault him. By far, she did. But the prosecutors refused to, to charge her as well. There's video of her running, trying to catch him, grabbing him, him running away. Still, at the end of the day, they refused to charge her with anything. Even when they arrested her, they, the prosecutor said, I'm not going to charge her. We're going to go forth with him. Because at the end of the day, as a prosecutor, what is easier to prosecute? A white, a clean, pretty white woman or a big black man in court, especially in New York court. Being that I'm from New York myself, I do understand the, the prejudices and the injustice that goes on there a lot of times. But as a prosecutor that wants to win and you have to go before a jury, is it make more sense that you prosecute the white girl that's just dating somebody famous? She's going to be automatically looked as a victim or the famous black guy that's big diesel. And you could predict them as this violent man that's beating on this poor little white woman and the jury and the public are going to believe it. Because if let's think about it like this, if they really did feel that they had so much evidence to 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 convict him, why wouldn't they had released that videotape as soon as possible? Because they had some no, because they did not want to in any way predict this man in any good light. Because see, prosecutors don't prosecute because they believe in it; they do it for the clout. I prosecuted a major actor in Hollywood and fucked up his career. I'm famous now. I'm a great prosecutor. It helps me out. It's like it's like the police right now. They want to do everything they can to make themselves look good. And they pick and choose what makes sense for their bottom line. I'm going to get more tickets so we can get more money. Is it about justice? Is it about them really policing and being out there to protecting the people? No, it's about the more tickets we get, the, the bigger budget we have. That's not policing. That's not justice. That's financial gain. That's uh, uh, we're known for having the most tickets and all this. At the end of the day, it has nothing to do with justice. Because, see, the problem with justice is this. It's ran by people. You could never have a just system 
that goes on, that is judged by people. That's judged by people. Think about it. You create laws, but a jury and a judge and a prosecutor and a defense could sway those decisions, that law, argue it, go back and forth, be bent on it, all this other stuff. That's why there's a there's an indiscrepancy between um, um, jail sentences between a black person and a white person, a male and a female. Because at the end of the day, let's let's look at it like this. Nowadays, we have so many women out there Women teachers sleeping with young men. They're getting slap on the wrist, probation, a year in jail. They, they're getting no time compared to men. We are not in a system that says for this crime, you get this. There's always but what ifs. And those what ifs always favor the people that are in control, the judges, the prosecutors, <clears throat> the, the, you know, the jury. It's always still bias. It's how I feel, what I think. Justice is not justice because it's not, it, there's no way to regulate because we refuse to have that type of law. We refuse to have black and white laws. We refuse that because at the end of the day, it doesn't profit anybody. But you know what? I'm getting on another tangent somewhere else. So let me stop because you're probably, damn, can't you get deep on But let's just back to Jonathan Matt Majors. He was doomed from the get-go. As soon as they arrested him and said they're going to go to trial with it, I knew that they were going to find something on him. And he did not make it easy for them. He did not make it hard for them to prosecute. Text messages of his violence, <clears throat> of him admitting things, of, 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 his, of his things. Now, there was one statement he said that, see, when you're black, you get it, but when you're white, you see it somewhere else. He said you need to be a woman like Coretta Scott or some other Miss Obama, whatever. He said the statement that he wants a woman like that. My dude, why would you say that to a white woman? She doesn't understand that. Like that seems aggressive to everybody else outside the black community. We understand what he meant by the grace of Coretta Scott. And Obama. We see that. But outside, they look at that as aggressive. <clears throat> You're not respecting this poor white woman. You're telling her she needs to be like a black woman. <clears throat> that is even that seemed as aggressive to them as black people were like, what's wrong with that? You know, what I'm saying he, you know, because we know those standards for those women. That we have in the community. But in other communities, they don't have those standards for that. All you see is a big black man telling him you need to be like a black woman. And that, and God forbid you tell a white woman to be like a black woman. Oh, God, no. Unless we're talking about having, you know, thick thighs, you know, bigger lips or a big butt or something. But other, but grace and all. Oh, no, you can't tell a white woman that. See, and that's the problem. They see that as threatening aggressive because they use that in court because think about it, why would they use that statement like you want to you know if he's if he said like you know mrs kennedy or barbara bush everybody be like, oh okay i understand what he's saying but because he used black women it's like oh he's being aggressive he's telling her what she should do see 
when you date outside your race, now, I'm not a Dr. Umar on that. I'm not saying that people should not date outside their race. I believe love who you want to love, you know, but you have to understand when you date outside your race, there is a cultural difference that has to be overcome. You know, um, there ha- there has to be there has to be an understanding that you're not going to understand everything I do and you're not able to understand the struggle I go through as a black man in America. So I can't create or, or ha- think you could understand what I need from my partner. Now, like I said, I'm not Dr. Umar and I'm not saying that you can't date outside your race. No, but you have to understand that it is hard for somebody to understand the everyday struggles of a black man like a white, a black woman will understand. And unfortunately, with the way Jonathan Majors was moving in Hollywood and in the world, those ideas of being a black man in America didn't really apply to him from the outside looking in. So he could date a woman that is looking at his life. You know, he's not having no issues as a black man. He's getting into the finest clubs, the finest restaurants. He could go where he wants. People are respecting him and loving him. So she's like, when he pops all this stuff about blackness and his culture, she's looking at him saying, what the hell are you talking about? I don't understand what you mean. And then when he tried to address it in those text messages, it's looked at as aggressive. It looked like a pattern of him abusive, mental abuse, emotional abuse, because they don't understand what he means by that. Just because I am on another level, right? Does this, does it mean I'm still not affected? But see, they don't see that. See, he thought he could apply that idea like, like he was dating a black woman. So his white woman would understand him, but she will never understand. And then also, she understood that at the end of the day, that it's, it only takes one minute, one, one second for me to say you did something to me and your life is over. Nothing like a woman's scorn, as they say. And she's right. Now, I want to think, I want to see how this would have turned out if it was a black woman. Would they have prosecuted so hardly? They Would they have looked at him as such a beast? Would he have gotten a slap on the wrist? Now, for argument's sakes, maybe the same thing would have happened. But we still, that's still a good argument to talk. Like, would it have been the same? Would they really want had, would they have really wanted to prosecute this really, really hard? Would they wanted to give him maybe a plea deal? Because, you know, her injuries were very minute, not saying that any injuries are good. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying any. No, you shouldn't touch nobody no matter what. So don't get me wrong. But they were very minute injuries, not nothing like, oh, my God, I'm about to die. He beat me. My blood is dripping. Nothing like, that. you know what I'm saying? But with a black woman, what would have that? What would have they done? Now, all these questions, I say, is not say, defending him. Is not justifying what he did. I think he's stupid. I think he thought he was untouchable. 
I he thought he was good. He could say or do whatever he wants and look at the results. Even if you're in a relationship with anybody, black, white, Puerto Rican, Asian, Indian, whatever, as a man, you need to protect yourself, protect your brand, and make sure you don't get into situations that are, are, are volatile like that. As soon as the first incident of them going back and it getting beyond just a bad argument, he should have left. Don't run to the black woman now when the white woman don't put you out there. Now you walking with Megan Fox, with Megan Good. Now, Megan Good's a whole nother story of a woman. She had a good church man. She was about that God life. And she didn't want that life no more. And as soon as she left that dude, she was back showing her titties, dating and having a good time. So that's a whole nother story. But don't run to the black woman now that this because the white woman and the white world that oust you. We're all your hot. You see all your Hollywood friends, the people that had your back. Everybody abandoned you. Everybody, your management company. Your, your, you know, the movie executives, Hollywood, big Hollywood people, everybody abandoned you. Once that charge came, they all ran for the hills. They didn't even allow time to hear. I give Disney credit. At least they said, you know what? We're going to release the projects and we're going to see what happens. I give Disney a little bit credit. I, I do. People are like, oh, well, Disney do all this. But you know what? Uh, Disney was the only thing that stuck with him. Because at the end of the day, if he would have found not guilty, Disney would have Disney would have brought him back. He would have played Kane. And then everybody, well, Disney's keeping him. Everybody would have jumped on board. He would have been back. So I give Disney 100% credit. Like, I'm not going to lie. They did not drop him. They still release Loki. They still move. They still say they're moving forward, Kane. But they're just seeing how this plays out. But I knew once that he was found guilty of any charge, they was going to drop him. And that's business. He's bad right now for the brand. Let's be real. He's bad. He's an abuser. That evidence is out there. He's been, uh, uh, you know, he's been uh, prosecuted, you know, he's been prosecuted, you know, found guilty of, you know, and as a business, I get it. We got to move. On. I'm sorry. They did give him a chance. I mean, I'm not going to lie. They, they did. They did more than most other companies out there do for the actor. As soon as the actor gets into something, they drop them. Like, it's not even any, I didn't do it. No, they're done. PC later. Look what they did to um, um, Captain Jack. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shoot, what's his name? I, oh, man, I forgot. You know who I'm talking about. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Look what they did to him. Soon as that thing came out, his career was done. Wasn't in no movies. Franchises dropped him. He was done. I give Disney credit. They dropped Loki season two. They said, said we're just going to see how this play, this plays out. But as soon as he found guilty, they're like, all right, we're done. Hey. See, as black men, we have to really start taking accountability for what we do. That was a lesson that I had to learn from myself. I um I was talking to my wife the other night and I was saying to her, I was like, you know, I've grown up to the point where I'm taking accountability for myself. 
I'm taking accountability for being the leader of our household. I'm taking accountability for my actions that may harm my family. I'm taking accountability on everything. And it's not that you have to walk on eggshells, but you have to understand that when you, as a black man, when you have things that you are responsible for, when you have a brand or you have uh, people that rely on you, you have to move a lot more carefully. Now, that goes for anybody, so don't get me wrong. But especially as a black man with success, you have to move differently. You have to you have to always know in your head that if I go if I get in trouble and this person over here gets in trouble, it's different because for one, I'm the star with the money. So they're always going to hate, no matter what color you are. That's just life. They're always going to get you. Oh, you did that? Yeah, we're going to prosecute you. Uh, you think you're all that in Hollywood? One. And then two, as a black man, being our history here in America, we have double the reasons to be cautious. Now, some people may sit here and say they're out to get black people, black men, and there's an agenda. I don't think it's an agenda purposely. I just think it's opportunity and what makes sense. And we do things to put ourselves in a situation that we are seen in bad light. Now, I'm not saying that there hasn't been movements or conspiracies or things that I guess I get it. Trust me. And you know, I've talked about that on the podcast, but we got to start taking accountability for ourselves and our actions and understanding that no matter what we do, we are still black men in America. And at the end of the day, we have to move in a way that is not only protected our loved ones, people around us, but protected ourselves. Jonathan Majors wasn't protected himself. Now, I don't care who you date, date whoever you want, but you have to protect yourself and always put yourself in a position where you're seen in the good light. If you're with a woman that is giving you negative vibes and not being up to the standards you want as a woman, you need to leave. If you felt this woman was not up to the standards to Coretta Keene and Miss Obama, whoever else he listed as black women, then you you should have left. You should have just kept that as a side piece or some chick you banned and, and kept it moving. But instead... Of doing that, you stayed, you involved, you you immersed yourself in the violence, in the back and forth, and now you are the one that your whole life is done. Now, he's a great actor. I think he'll bounce back. I think it'll be a few years, but he'll bounce back. He'll be fine. He'll be okay. You know what I'm saying? I mean, let's let's be real, okay? Shit, Will Smith smacked smacked the motherfucker on TV. Like live on TV, millions of people have seen this dude walk up on a on a stage, an award show, and smack the motherfucker. No charges, no nothing. They just banned him. No charges, no nothing. But it's because of another black man. See, that's how they look at it. That's black man issues. <laughs> black on black crime. They used to it. But think about it. He really, literally went on stage in front on the TV and smacked the nigga. No, that black on black crime, nobody cares. It's fine. But Jonathan has to understand that, you know, and, and even that was a one-off for Will, because, you know, Will Smith has been America's freaking, and love America, loved him for years. You wasn't Will Smith. 
And even if you was, you mess with another, with a victim that makes you look like the big black man, the big scary black man. So you have to move. Like one thing I've learned, man, and when I, I look at my past, and I look at, at things I've been through and I say a lot of times I wasn't protecting myself or my family because I was making moves for myself selfishly. Or maybe there was a time I thought I was untouchable. I thought I was the man. And what did me wasn't anybody else. It was my own mental. You know, I've never hit nobody or done none of that stuff. I've never been involved in crazy stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. But there have been situations in my life that like could have went bad. And God protected me. God avoided that for me. God told me, nah, don't go there today. Or God told me, you know what? Walk away, get out of there. You know what I'm saying? But I've been in a lot of situations where I could look at it and say, damn, that shit could have really went bad. And if it wasn't for divine intervention, I would have went down a road of doing dumb shit. So you have to look, so you have to always protect yourself. This is for everybody, regardless of the color. But, you know, because it's black man's mental health, I keep it on the black man level. But especially as a black man, you got to protect yourself. Stay in your lane. And, 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 and protect your family and your brand. And when I mean your brand, everybody has a brand. Everybody. Just because you're not famous working in Hollywood, making millions of dollars, don't mean you don't have a brand. You have a brand to your family, your workers, people around you. And you got to make sure your brand is always good because at the end of the day, a crack in the brand, people will attack you. That's just the way it is. So you have to make sure you're good. Jonathan Majors really did not understand how easy it was for him to fall from grace. Like in less than a year, you went from the, the freaking the toast of Hollywood to the gutter. He gonna have to start all over and on Broadway doing you uh to be movies now because nobody's going to touch him for a while. And that man is a great actor, a phenomenal actor, phenomenal. But you messed up. Now, I really hope, I really hope that, you know, he bounces back. I hope he's given another chance in Hollywood. You know, Robbie Downey Jr. was given another chance. Charlie Sheen, all these other people, you know what I'm saying, was given chances. So hopefully he'll get another chance. But I hope he understands that you have to protect your brand. You have to protect who you are as a person. And my message really is Jonathan Major should be an eye opener to black men in America. We've had so many talented black men fall. And I can't say it's all because of unfairness. See, I struggle. I struggle because I I struggle with the fact of I know that if I do something as a black man, that things are going to be a little worse for me, for me, things are going to be seen differently, but I struggle because I see some, but I struggle because the, the the men that I'm trying to protect and and, and educate and, and and really have a, 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 a say damn are the same ones that do things that 
make it hard, you know? Like, I'm not against R. Kelly or Bill Cosby at all, you know? But, you know, and I do feel they were railroaded. I think that there were people involved. I, I, but they didn't do anything to help their cause. Because I can't, I can't truly say that any of those cases that these guys were just totally not doing anything. Like, man, they just were good people and the world just turned on them. They were doing some dumb shit. R. Kelly was doing some dumb shit. Bill Cosby was fucking every white woman he could. Like they were doing dumb shit. And and is it unfair that the penalties and 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 consequences of those actions aren't the same? Yes, it is unfair. But it's hard to argue when they were doing things that weren't helping. See, and that's the problem I have. That's the conflict I have doing black men's mental health is that I'm trying to defend black men and to make black men see the unfairness and talk about that. But at the same time, black men are doing things that are not helping us to get to a better place. And that's what really that that's what really hurts. You know, we talk about systematic racism, systematic injustices in our justice system and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you got brothers out there killing one another, doing drugs that are getting into the system. You know, and, and that's the problem. Nobody's putting guns to these people's head to do these things. Now. Are there cases of black men out there that have been unjust? They did nothing. Yes. So, you know, those are the cases. Yeah. But the majority of the big cases of these black men being railroaded and all the justice system and, and these guys are in prison. Most of the guys in prison actually did crimes to be there. We can argue about the time they give in and all that. I don't, yes. But they did the shit to be there in the first place. If they didn't do nothing to be there in the first place, then we wouldn't be talking about a corrupt system because none of our brothers would be in the system to be corrupted against. <laughs> That's not even a word, but you know what I'm saying. It's not a saying, I'm corrupted against, I, I guess. And that's the problem. That's the dilemma I have and I continue to have. You know, when I first was doing this podcast, as most of you know, I was in a different place mentally. I was in a, a place of, I felt... The world was was bad and black men had it bad and we had injustices and, and we, you know, but over time, when I've come back being successful, making money, getting my family together, getting my business together, my mind started to change. I started to be conflicted, not because I don't think there's still unfair treatment for black men, it's because I'm seeing what black men are doing to put themselves in the situation. Like I reflect on myself and I look at myself and I say, how did I get to the point mentally that I was in a facility for two days? You know, I could point fingers to everybody that helped me get there. Things people did to me, promises that were broken, all that. But at the end of the day, I ultimately put myself there. And I ultimately had to get myself out. And if we start and we we have to get to a point, even as black men, we have to get to a point where we stop saying what we can't do because of the powers that be and look at what we can do. 
There are a lot of unjustice things in America. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of things going on in America, this woke movement, all this thing. A lot of these things are happening that, you know, I don't agree with. But in essence, you cannot say that America is still not the land of opportunity and for you to do what you got to do. I think I said before, I can literally go online right now on Amazon, buy products, sell them and make money in a week. And there's no other country in the world that is that easy to do that. So with the problems, we have opportunity. And instead of looking at the problems, we have to look at opportunities. And then when we get the opportunities and we do become successful, we can't get so big in the head that we forget that at the end of the day, the only reason I am where I'm at because America gave me these opportunities to do this. But as soon as I fuck this up, America is going to slap the shit out of me. See, and I think I said this before, we got to stop playing the game we want to play and play the reality game. See, you have to accept the realities of America. That's the problem we have. We want to rewrite the game, but we don't want to do efforts to do it right. We don't want to invest in our communities. We don't want to go and, and, and get in positions that, that make the No, we want to just sit there and cry and pout about it and say, life, this is unfair. Treat us better. We deserve this. Don't play that game. Play the game we should play. No. See, one thing that happened to me, and this is for all my black men listening, and even my black women, I am understanding the game that is presented to me. See, once you accept what it is, you could learn how to play the game right. Because at the end of the day, as black people, we're playing the game wrong. We're not playing their game. We're playing our game. That's on the side. That has nothing to do with the main game. And that's why we're losing. Because we're not playing by the same rules. But once you get on that board and you start playing their game, you understand. You understand what it's really about. But see. We start to think that that when even when we start getting a little bit of money, we start to think the game is different. Like, oh, there's a different game. Oh, I could play. No, you're still playing their game. You just got better. You just got more money. You're just in a better position in the game. It's like Monopoly. All right. You, you still play Monopoly. Oh, just because you got a couple of properties and you got some money doesn't mean that the rules of Monopoly stop. <laughs> Get what I'm saying? The rules don't change. You just are in a better position to play it. You got more houses and more real estate than other people. So you could get more money, make more moves and do more things. But at the end of the day, never stop forgetting you're playing Monopoly. See, and that's the problem. Jonathan Majors forgot he was he was playing Monopoly. He thought he was playing spades. He thought he had the best hand. Because he, we know the rules of spades. We know that every black person know the rule of spades. They know, hey, this is this. I got the ace. I got the joker. I got bull. But that's not the game they play. They play in Monopoly. You was playing Monopoly for a little. Then you said, oh, shoot, I got money now. I'm going to go over here and play spades. That understanding that 
Your, a win over there for space has nothing to do with the Monopoly game. Because if you stop playing the game properly and you think you winning at spades, Monopoly saying, yo, you ain't play us in a minute. You fell off. So now since you stopped playing, you in trouble. We're going to slap you for that because you forgot the game you was playing, boy. And that's what I'm telling my black people. Don't forget the game we're playing. And this applies to everybody. Like this is not, this is not even a black game. This 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 is a everything. It's just, monopoly is everybody playing the game. There's rules. There are rules. You know, we all got different men, different colored men, and when you move a certain way, there's certain rules apply to you, or certain rules apply over here. But see, we got to understand the rules of the game and play it to our best ability. And those are the people with it. I feel personally that I'm winning at life like right now, not because I'm doing it my way. I'm winning because I'm understanding monopoly and I'm playing the game. I'm playing the game. And that's what you have to do. Some call it being a good citizen. Some call it being American, a patriot, whatever. doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you have to understand where you live. And you have to play the game accordingly. Because if you don't play it right, they're going to slap you. That's just the way it is. You get And, 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 and another, another thing is we're getting mad at the people that invented the game Monopoly. Like, this is the problem. We want the same rights and privileges as the people that invented the game we're playing. Never works that way. They own Monopoly and we're just here to play it. Now, if we play it right, we win. You play it wrong, they're going to slap you. But you're wondering, well, how come the owners of Monopoly don't get what I... Because they invented the game. It's their game. They could do what they want because they own the game. They created the game we're playing You think you can go to Africa and, and you just going to, well, you know, my, you know, my ancestors came from, so I can I come back home and do things your way. Not understanding the economy, how it runs. You think you can go to any country and say, Hey, I have a right because I was a slave here years ago. So play. No, they don't care. They don't care. We Unfortunately, as black people feel like we have rights in it. it you know, oh, we built this country. We get contractors all the time to build buildings. Whether they get paid or not, they build the buildings. Do the contractors say, well, I own the building now because I built it? No. They don't own shit. They just built the building. At that point, you get paid or whatever it is. We didn't get paid, unfortunately, but... It was like, thank you. Keep it moving. We don't own shit. I don't feel as a black person, I'm owed anything in America. I understand the America I'm in. I'm grateful for those things, but I understand I got to play the game. If I want my wife, my, my family to be successful, I want to be successful myself. I have to understand my environment and play accordingly. That's only protect myself to protect, to protect my family. Bad shit happen to people all the time. 
So I can't sit here and talk about every time uh, cops break into some shit. Right now, somebody could break into my house. Cops could break into my house with 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 thinking somebody's here and shoot me. So it happens. So don't get me wrong. I'm not in no way trying to say that bad shit don't happen. I'm not trying to say that people don't do ignorant shit because of the color of us. See, I'm not saying that. And unfortunately, there's no way to avoid that. Just like there's no way to avoid, uh, you know, walking in a field one day and getting struck by lightning or a bird falling out the sky hitting you on your head or you walk in one day and you trip. Now you can take all the precautions you can, but bad shit happens all the time. But you don't go into a fire. No one is going to burn. You go into a fire with clothing that fights the burn. You prepare yourself. If I'm going to go into this fire, let me prepare myself to survive in the fire or to pass through the fire. See, that's all I'm saying, because the fire is going to be there no matter what. That's just life. But let me try to prepare myself more. Are you going to come out of it unscathed, maybe a little hot, maybe some spots burn? But you know what you prepared and you did the best you can. And if you do the best you can, then you're going to get the best possible outcomes. And that's all I'm saying. Jonathan Majors did not protect himself, his brand, his family. He did that. He thought he was invincible. He thought he could do whatever he wants. Now, I'm not hating on him. So please don't take this podcast as me hating on him. I think he's a great actor and I want to see him come back. I hope he comes back and I'll be the first one to to see a movie when, you know, but unfortunately he learned uh, the lesson of America. He learned the lesson of at the end of the day, you got to always protect yourself because you never know who's listening. You never know who's watching and you never know when it'll be used in court against you. (laughs) Let's be honest. People are getting in trouble night right now for 20, 30 years ago. Things they, so I don't remember what I did two weeks ago. So as a black man, protect yourself. Always think about how is my actions impacting my brand and my family? Because that's how you avoid being a Jonathan Majors. All right, people, I appreciate you so much for listening to another podcast. I know I ranted a little. I'm a little rusty on my podcasting. You know, I like to keep it short. This one was a little bit longer because I ain't been, uh, I ain't really published in a while. So I want to make this longer and stuff like that. But like I said, keep checking me out, CasanovaWilliams.com. I'm updating it all the time now. So you know what's going on. My new podcast, all of them are dropping in January. So please stay tuned for that. All of them have different tone, different topics. So please stay tuned. Download the Culture Radio Network. Google, Apple, wherever. Download it. So you can listen to the shows. You can from there you can listen to the shows. You can chat with us. Like I said, me and my wife live every Wednesday on the Culture Radio Network on Cultural Podcast Radio. Wednesday at 8 p.m. live, divorce not an option. We are really, we're going to be going for these so-called relationship gurus next with this. I'm telling you, we're going to be giving some real information, real, real stuff for a real couple, not a fake couple, not a single person, uh, not a porn star giving marriage advice. This is a real couple right here. Real life coaches that are ready 20 plus years 
of togetherness, 17 plus years of marriage. So we know a thing or two and we're here to help you. Okay. Um, and all the rest of the podcast, man. So just keep going to castlewilliams.com and you could check out everything I do. Also, if you want to know my businesses and what I do, go to societyentertainment.com. You know, that's my main company, Society Entertainment. I've been rocking with that company since college. Okay. So and I ain't been caught for over 20 years, so you could imagine how long that is, okay? Uh, check it out. All my companies, links, all that's on there. So go to societyentertainment.com. Also, man, rock with the Culture Radio. Go to thecultureradio.com. Check it out. Download the app. We're taking it to the next level. Ad-free music, okay? Different genre stations, podcasting, all of that. Just check it out. Yo, it's nothing like this on online right now where you get anything for free everything got ads and always got something this is absolutely free for the people this network's for the people we got djs we got all that coming is gonna be great so download the app please also you want to keep me and my wife and what we do at castandbell.com if you go there right now we got a little bit of advertising video about the shows we're doing about the podcast we're doing very excited about that all right also man coming back culture.skin the product line I'm telling you it's going to be phenomenal it's even more natural we got not only the body butters for men for women we got beer bomb we got soap i mean it's crazy the expansion we're doing like i said i'll be in new york Later this week, meeting with the marketing firm, we take it to the next level. But like, seriously, none of this would be possible if it wasn't for y'all. Y'all, y'all listened to me. Y'all supported me. Y'all loved me. Y'all showed me love. And I couldn't have gotten here in my life if it wasn't for y'all. If you're new to listen to my podcast, you if go back to early podcast. I know it's like a hundred something up, but... If you go to my early podcast, you listen to me, you listen to everybody's been rocking me, has heard my growth, has been witness to where I've come from. And I appreciate you so much. I don't do this podcast because it's top in the world. I do this podcast for y'all and I love y'all and I appreciate you so much until next time.